Welcome to the Check This Out Podcast, episode 158 with your host, Ryan O'Donnell. And In this episode, we talk about the upcoming spring Q conference with Christine Feenstra, the new executive director of Q. Plus, Brian and I are going to brainstorm ideas for our Q game night that you can actually join us at. At, at Q. Good. Plus, uh, I, we share a new video game system and an audio video solution for your classroom. Plus, we shared much, much more. Much, much more like a thing fireball. fireball that you're going to have to listen to learn about. Anyway, yeah, this is episode 158. Brian, did you know 158 is the top speed a human has ever gone non-motorized? What? Non-motorized. Somebody skiing down a hill, an Italian, wow. Ivan. Reached it in 2016, 158 miles an hour. Then his record was beat by a guy who also went 158 point something. Oh, French dude. But anyway. On skis. Yes. That is. On skis, 158 that downhill. That is insane. Hey, if you're listening to this on February 26th, it's National Pistachio Day. You know what does not get enough love? Pistachio ice cream. That is, oh, it is the oh. best. And if you go, if you really? go to, a, uh, what is it, Spaghetti Factory and get the Spumoni ice cream, oh, it is to die for. Spumoni. I never get it. I only get the ice cream. You've got to get the Spumoni. I can't stand it. It is the best. I will do it I next have, time. I love a good a pistachio nut. I will. I have spumoni in my freezer right now, just so that. You no, want you me run not. and get it. No, because I can't see. Okay, I do. <laughs> but everybody, yes, I'm glad. All right, I will try next time I'm there. Everybody, yeah, this is episode 158 for February 26, 2024, titled "Prepping for Spring Q." Welcome to the Check This Out podcast. The EdTech Podcast for educators looking to find inspiration, motivation, or just that one thing they can share with others and say, you got to check this out. Welcome to Check This Out. Thank you, listener, for listening. It's been a while. Uh, I think it's singular. Is it Rebecca that's still listening, maybe? Um, Rebecca and Connor in the car. So we'll, we'll have to see. This is, this is going to be a fun episode since we haven't done it in a while and really I haven't talked to anyone uh, not lately, but as always, you know who we have. Hey, Ryan. That's me, everybody. Hi, Ryan O'Donnell. And with me, as always, is... Is me. I don't have a sound effect. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, uh, oh, sound effects. Hey, you know what's awesome is that we basically do every podcast and we say... We haven't podcasted lately. That should be the new name of the podcast. Check this out. Because we always apologize. I think every episode for the past... 15, 20 of them. We just apologize. Check this out. We used to podcast, you know, and not just check this we out podcast. To... Check this out. Yes. We haven't done this in a while podcast. Yeah. It's the We're Not Dead podcast. It's the, the We're the, limping along. What's that called? <laughs> what's that called when you do a, a check on like the elderly or whatever? You're like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're still we're still around. We're, is our podcast in hospice? It is. Yeah. We have nothing to share. We have nothing. We have nothing to actually... But we do have something exciting to share. Oh, we do. What do we, we have? have a, we have someone here, you know, so we have Christine Feenstra, who is the new executive director of Q. She's, she's here to talk with us and Rebecca. So. Hi, Christine. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on your frequent podcast. Welcome to this. <laughs> this is, yeah. Happy to be here. Yeah. So you well, fantastic. Go ahead, I Brian. Say, you, you want to tell Rebecca who you are? I have you met Rebecca. She's in Central California. Q. She just won an award. 
I haven't met her in person, but I hope to meet her here in a few weeks. Um, yeah, so I started with Q as executive director in the fall in September, and I've been having the time of my life. I have a bit of a diverse experience from previous leaders at Q. I am a career nonprofit professional, and so I've held positions in a few different nonprofits in program and event planning, but never ed tech. So this has been quite a journey. <laughs> it's all new. It's all new. I, I joke with the staff that one of the interview questions, which Brian, you were part of, should have been, do you know how to use a Mac? Are you proficient in G Suite? Because the answer to both of those was no. <laughs> really? Oh, so it's been a learning curve for sure. Right. Yeah. Down to the down to the nitty gritty. I'm a PC girl in a Mac world. Um, but I actually think it's a great example of adult learning because here I am just about five-ish, almost six months later, and I feel like I know how to get around a piece, uh, a, I said PC, a Mac very well. So that's exciting. I, interesting. I didn't know that, Brian. You guys are all Mac? For, uh, don't say you all. <laughs> Sorry. you Right, the staff, right? I did not know. Yeah, that. it is. And again, I, I'm excited with the direction Q is going because throughout its whole history, we've always had educators in in the executive director role and again it, it's time to take q to the next level and we needed when we were doing the hiring we wanted someone with nonprofit experience and look what we got someone amazing yay that's very kind uh, yeah I, i've spent the bulk of my career in the nonprofit world in a few different industries including head start california which works with head start programs which are obviously in california and co-located often at school districts so i'm not unfamiliar with education but uh taking it a step further with ed tech and educators who are so innovative with various forms of technology that has been the real journey and uh it's really exciting and i think we're on we're at a particularly exciting time with ed tech and it's just a real privilege to be part of it all Boy, yeah, you said it, man. We are just in an interesting time for sure regarding to, uh, this space. This is, and like Ryan and I have always talked in past, like it comes in waves. You know, there's something new, like uh, eight years ago when it was like when coding and robotics came in and STEM was hitting and there's all these tools, there's an influx and then it goes down and then comes up again. There We have Adobe, the creative aspect, and then now we have AI and it, our futures are changing. A little thing called AI. Yeah. So when my friends ask me about AI now, because they do, which I'm not qualified to speak on at all. The one thing I do say is make sure in your prompt, you say, please. And thank you. In case they do take over, they want to, you want to make yeah. sure they know that you're nice. I'm nice to my computer. I'm not, I, I was, I was upset the other day. I was just trying to get a message out and the phone, it just wasn't understanding me. And I got, I got angry with it. And I told it, I told it something bad, a place to go, right? Not on. To, I told it to go somewhere off. And, and, it, and it did say thank you, but it agreed. It said, okay. All right. And I'm like, that good. It felt a little closure to me. I just couldn't send a stupid message with it. I'm like, all right. So all I'm right. not kind. I'm not kind to it. I'm that guy, if you've ever seen like the Boston Dynamics, like those robots, and they're like kicking it and like hitting it. And it's just reacting like, that's me. I'm beating the crap out of these things. And and, uh, and, it's gonna and be you bad. just don't do that to robots. He also does that to me. If you ever watch us present, <laughs> he, that's trash, yeah. I am the robot. That's Get back, back in the car, Brian. Yeah. 
<laughs> stumbling on bananas. Yeah. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, the AI is pretty wild. Though. Well, go ahead, Brian. I what was going to say? say, yeah, uh, something exciting is coming up in less than a month. That you know, one of the reasons I asked Christine to come in is it is the annual Spring Q conference, and so Christine, dun, dun, dun. yeah, was was the fly in the wall for Fall Q in the mecca of Stockton. Ryan loves Stockton. He can go on and on. Um, the murder capital of the world. We and I, I don't know the last time we Brent Warner and I and Ryan we went to there and we ended up at a haunted uh, car wash. Car That's, wash yeah. of all things. Um, those are the fine things you find in Stockton, but Palm Springs is a different story. So, well, oh, I, the I, spring in Palm Springs. Yes, I would like to say that Stockton, the geographic area of Stockton, is challenging for a number of reasons, as you've mentioned. However, we were very fortunate to hold Spring Q at a state-of-the-art facility at the San Juan Keen Teachers College. And I think everyone can agree that, that it was a, a beautiful experience. I just have to put No, that, that was an amazing facility. I went to another conference there, an edu con uh, conference. And again, it was the way they can shift and shape that around, you know, that yeah, uh, you know, changing rooms because it was a different setup when i went there for the unbound conference uh and then three months later when at fall q it was all shifted around and everything and again i can't i can't speak badly of stockton either because my daughter goes to school there so you know that's a gem but yeah, yeah. but uh i will say i'll give you this for stockton it is and i mentioned i think it was two fall cues ago they mentioned it that it is if you're looking at the northern california area it is probably one of the most centrally located that makes it relatively easy to get there yeah i'll give you that yeah but going to a conference is about more than the professional development i think we can all agree on that it's about the connections you make and the networking and the experience and for that, I'm very, very excited to go to Palm Springs with you all and to see close to 5,000 educators descend on Palm Springs and, and what kind of hijinks happens. And I can tell you, hijinks, if you're interested in hijinks, you want no hijinks, you know, just follow us. Um, <laughs> uh, no, again, again, uh, with, with the educator conference, one thing you can expect, there's a lots of hugs. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's, so there a lot people are just hugging. So I, I would say again, I, I started a month before fall Q. It was in Stockton. The numbers were, were you know, very conservative. I think just under 400 people there small. Right. Um, but even in that small space, watching folks connect, right. Like they see each other from across the room and they're like, their eyes light up. Everyone's laughing. They're embracing. They're hugging. I've done professional learning, large conferences, my entire career. I've never seen anything like it. It was really cool. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was really that community. It It is the secret sauce and it was very much present there. Oh, so I'm great. excited to see it on such a grand scale. Yeah. It, oh, it's a grand scale. And again, and it's neat. The town and the town's great. Like the swallows returning to Capistrano, the teachers that returned back to Palm Springs. <laughs> Palm Springs in the spring. And a lot of them are looking forward to, like you were saying before, Christine, that they're, they're looking for a destination for sure. And I think the, the, the town does have a lot of, a, a lot of neat opportunities for folks to be able to go out and do hijinks or like Hans and go hike a mountain at 4am or whatever. Some of those folks love to do. There's a, there's something for everybody. And it's, 
kind of, and it's really kind of an interesting thing. For me, literally, I'm bouncing around. We're trying to find something to watch. And I watched a documentary on Amazon, and it was uh, – Oh, what was it? It was uh, Frank Sinatra's Palm Springs, because he played the place he called home. And I'm sitting here watching this. It's like the history of Palm Springs and how Sinatra and all these sort of people kind of, uh, uh, you know, c- uh, collected down there. And it was really kind of just neat to be able to see the history of it all. And it's, uh, I got to tell you, every time we, you know, Brian and I come driving in to, at the start of the spring, it's, um, it's, it's one of the things I look forward to for sure. Yeah, I was very privileged to be invited by the city of, of Palm Springs to come down in uh, early January as the new leader of Q. They wanted me to really understand the importance of Q to the city and be able to speak to it, right, with our prospective attendees and walking around that convention center and when it was empty and just imagining what it's going to be like a month from now was really, really cool. But the I mean, Palm Springs in general, it's a special place. It really is. It's just between the weather, the history, the desert, the town, the community there. It's lovely. I can tell you when you walk into that front door that has the multiple doors and then there's that big hallway, when you're talking 5,000 people, that hallway's full of people going, you're bumping, it's elbow to elbow. Um, So it, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's obviously all we talk about every day as staff leading up to it where it's all hands on deck right now. Now that we are, uh, I think, just under four weeks away from the event, uh, crowd control and figuring out how to keep people occupied and, and you know, directional signage and all of that. It's super important with a group of this size. And uh, I'm very excited to see all the hard work that the staff has put into it and, and you know, watch it come together. It's going to be great. So. Uh, Q or, uh, go, uh, if you don't mind me interjecting real fast, be either either, uh, either of you, I'm sitting here on the website trying to look at some of the the events that you guys are putting on besides the traditional sessions and keynotes or whatever. And there's and there's some new things on here. I see Q outdoors. I see um, uh, let's see the traditional Q. Uh, we got uh, sticker swaps and things like that. You guys want to talk a little bit about some of these additional things you're offering? Yeah. So I think it's no secret that. Q as an organization and a conference, right? COVID was tough on us, like most nonprofits. And the last few years, we've been sort of in a rebuilding stage. And right now, we're really excited to get back to more of the uh, larger scale traditional Q conference that people are used to. We have added a few different activations in there. Um, The biggest one that I'm excited about, which might surprise some people, is that a little something called a Q boom, which has been going on for a long time. And for those that don't know, Q boom is where a educator uh, gets up and does what we call a three minute mic drop on a topic that they're really passionate about. Kind of like a TED talk, but more fun, I would say, and shorter. I'm sure Brian, Brian, have you done a, have you ever done a Q boom before? Nope. No, no. Okay. Well, this year we are bringing them together as a closing keynote, and we're not only bringing folks together to do Q-booms at the end, but we're offering mentorship ahead of time because what's so wonderful about Q is it's a place for people to learn and grow in their you know experience and then their careers. And so what we hear a lot of is like, oh, I'd be so interested in doing that, but I don't have any experience, right? So where do you start? And another keynote that we have, she, uh, Ann Kozma from Flip has shared that that's where she got her start doing public speaking was doing a Q-boom. And now it's coming full circle she is going to be um, presenting a keynote on day two, and then we're wrapping it up with uh, keynotes on day three, doing the Q boom. So if people are interested, we're still taking applications 
you it's on it's on springq.org you can submit to speak and then you can work with our wonderful coordinators and our staff on any kind of questions or preparation or even run-throughs that you have um we're here to support and i think that's really cool for future generations of boomers and speakers one i need to add this caveat um don't put Anne near ryan last time they fought i had to separate them so yes, what are you talking? It about? was a physical altercation. I had to separate the two. Anne was given in the business. She's she may look sweet. Well, she's my money's on Anne. Um, uh. A lot of time with her prepping for this incredible keynote we have planned, and she is a power. Yeah, I, she's a fire. She's a fireball for sure. Her, I had to I had to grab that brass knuckles out of her. She she was wailing on Ryan. She's. Hey, but I did click on the Q-Boom thing here. And so for those of you who want to do it, it's uh, if you go to the website and then you find the Q-Boom thing, just takes you to a Google uh, form. And it's, and you don't need to put out a lot. It's literally asking for one paragraph or a one-minute video about what you want to be able to talk about it. And like uh, Christine was mentioning, right, basically w- once you send that off, then, uh, then they'll be in contact with you and be able to help you along the way, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you have any questions about the process or even sometimes maybe just this form is intimidating, reach out to us because we're here to help. We really want to encourage people who are interested in in exploring public speaking to give this a shot. It's going to be really cool. And it's interesting for, for educators, so many of them, Brian, you've probably seen this as well too. You know, you are the, you know, you're in your classroom and you're talking to your you know, your, your kids, your, uh, that age group or whatever. But it's interesting about a lot of educators aren't necessarily super comfortable talking outside that world. And so everything from back to school nights when, pa- when the parents show up or, hey, do you want to do a, a PD workshop at your own school or even something larger? You see a lot of folks who have some hesitancy uh, for a lot of different reasons and such. And so if you, if you have a glimmer of that and say, hey, maybe there's just something interesting that I've been doing and it doesn't have to be major, like uh, just something sort of – Something that you're doing that you think could be shareable and other people could uh, uh, could maybe get an idea from it, then, then then give it a shot. Ryan, I think you should sign up. Yeah, Ryan, you just give a great pitch. The form's open. Pitch. All right, I'm on there right Ryan, now. I, I can tell you, Ryan, I'm signed up. Actually, it's not me. It's it's the sign up is Brie Lapo. Oh, really? Yeah. So we've already been talking. I'll just say that since this is our this is our last spring queue as board members, you know, so we're, we're kind of working that in. Fantastic. I'm excited about that one too. The other cool thing we're doing this year is we have our queue member room. Um, and that's a place where we'll have some, you know, dedicated sessions that are accessible for queue members because we really want to highlight cue and and acknowledge those that are attending that are that you know about their dedication to cue and you'll have some member swag and things like that you'll be able to meet the staff meet the board Q members room. hopefully so that's something to look for on the schedule so and that's the cue room as i'm looking over here cue room, Q room. Mm-hmm. is that like when i'm traveling is that like the the delta or the united area yes. or just like the ah, interesting yeah, yeah. yeah. And the sessions for the key room are, are on the website now, I think on this on the schedule, but those will be released via social media this week as well to kind of highlight. And they're going to be really cool. Ray Fearing is our newest staff member, and she is a former Q affiliate leader and member from way up in to be top of Northern California. And she the Q room's really been her baby. And I'm just I'm super excited for you all to see what she's put together. It's gonna be great. And, and the sessions themselves, the sessions are out and there is 
Uh, there's a lot of sessions to pick from. Yeah, there are. Uh, this is a robust. This is a robust PD conference in terms of the number of sessions we offer and the different types and uh, the different tracks of uh, offerings. Uh, I think we did a great job this year of offering a very wide variety. I believe Brian even shared with me that he was looking over the schedule and he thought that they were excellent and was really excited. I, there were some that I wanted I, that I've already earmarked. But again, what I really, really like, like you said, diverse, there are sessions from everything where last year it was like everything AI and that those rooms were flooded to get into. But this year, again, there's just a sprinkling of it because there's so many things. A sprinkling? You think there's a sp- – I counted. You counted what? I counted. There, I think uh, if I could disagree with us, I love the fact that, the, the, that you guys are embracing AI on here. And I thought it was a, we- a very diverse look at artificial intelligence. I wrote them down, as you guys can see here. Here's my notes. I wrote down all the AI sessions, <laughs> counted them all up, and, and they range from everything. They For just secondary teachers, just elementary teachers, AI and creativity, AI and professional development. I counted. Can you guess how many sessions there are that AI is in the title? Well, should know, but I, I don't. Tell us, please. I, counted, I can't. I got nineteen out of seventy. Nineteen sp- sessions. Yep. I 19. think that's. I think that's a. I think that's a very adequate representation of the interest, though. And and like you said, it's not. I think what's cool about a, the AI sessions this year is it's not just what's cool about AI. It's digging in a little deeper. I think. And so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. AI and sped. Right. AI and. You know, I love this one. Who done it? Thematic storytelling for professional development. A catalyst for K-12 system transformation. Fact checking in the system of AI. Student agency. Leveling up your teacher. Data-driven instruction. Sammer's back. Generative AI with Rushton. Like there's just whatever you want. And I think that like, like I wanted to see tons of AI coming out of here. It is the most transformative thing that's been happening in education. And we need to be all about embracing it. So as I'm sitting here, I did the control F and going next, 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 which was tough because Renaissance. Renaissance is one of the rooms. So Renaissance has AI in the title. So I had to keep hitting next over and over again. But yes, I love that all these offerings are out there because, and those are the ones I'm going to be, I'm going to be spending my time in. But to jump on with Christine said last year, it was, you know, chat GPT. It was all surface level because it was new and it was flashy. And now it's getting a little bit deeper. You know, it's getting into sped. It's getting into the actual curriculum and the pedagogy. It's just not, Hey, this is cool. Hey, check this out. You know, that's kind of how we got our podcast. They're showing all these flashy things. Mm-hmm. But I think that was last year. And now, you know, we've had we've had the time to see the flash. And now we're seeing time how to integrate it and how to make it meaningful. Mm-hmm. Something else that's exciting is the Q Computer Science Learning Network and Seasons of CS and the Region 7 CS Consortium. That's a mouthful. They are offering three sessions. Um, the the theme of it is fun and equitable learning in computer science and AI. And the the attendees that participate all three of these sessions receive one hundred and twenty five dollars stipend. So that is really cool. Wow, that's like it's pretty impressive. Love it. Awesome. So you're talking to kind of I don't want to say seasoned veteran people here at SpringQ. Do you, what, what's on the top of your mind as you know, it's less than a month away. The staff are telling you one thing. We're here to tell you the truth. So is there any questions? I, if, if you're good, I might get you a gift that I got Ryan last year. (laughs) 
I can only imagine. <laughs> what? What? I have, yeah, I have, I have some questions. First, to start, uh, how long have each of you been attending Spring Q? Like, what year does this make it? Roughly, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but. Uh, 2009. Wow. I'll go to Google Photos I, and type in Palm Springs. The first Springs, one I went I to, get. it's been a long Christine, time. Though. The convention center, there was nothing mm-hmm. in it where they were able to drive in the John Lennon bus was inside of there and they had rock band set up and the colleague and I were playing rock band. I mean, it was, you can go bowling in there. Uh, so it's, yeah. I, it's, it's crazy how much that is, it has grown. Yeah. Well, so, so, okay. With that in mind, I'm curious, uh, what has been your favorite spring queue moment? And I'm talking about during the conference. For me, I'll start is, hanging with this guy so yeah it's 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 just it's like you said it's an experience um and Mm. it's 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 always great it is yeah number one is the people and brian brian is if we could both share our love with each other yeah we, we have a great time with our shenanigans i'm as you guys are talking i'm just going through my my google photos uh you know, with the tag of Palm Springs and just seeing all of these things that are in there. And, and Brian, you and I are, in, you know, we're inseparable at these things and we love going around. And some of our, the favorite events as I'm sitting here, it is, yeah, I take pictures during some of the sessions or whatever, but it's, it's all those other things walking around down, mm-hmm. walking around downtown. It is, uh, those first years of the Q karaoke were just so much fun when the one year we couldn't really be in a room. Remember that one? Cause they wouldn't sell alcohol in a room. So they gave us the hallway. Yeah. And yeah. So th- th- those events, the going out in the evenings, the grabbing lunch with your friend named Rocky at, at the Mexican place, us, uh, our, our our game nights. I can't pick one, Christine. It's just been so much fun. But the uh, uh, Brian, I would say probably one of my favorites is the first ones that the, you and I really did is when we did our first movie making. Oh yes, thing and we brought all we brought all of our you know teaching green screen and that was yeah that know, was uh, teaching video basic video the rock magic. star set. We did rock star sessions there. They were an hour and a half. They were longer, hands on. It was ticketed, so only limited crowd. And it was across the street at the Hilton. I did that. Uh, we oh, had okay. it over there. Uh, one one image that pops up that's memorable is Ryan ran out once. I forget where we're at, and he sent me a text, and it was a photo of him with Tom Torkelson. He was the <laughs> and Ryan was wearing a mullet lit wig with his arm around him, taking a selfie with him, and he was just doing like he spoke to the, the crowd. Soup. Yeah, so yeah. he was. So. <laughs> He wanted the photo too. Yeah, that was so, great. It's a, it's those moments. Uh, and so here's my here's my favorite non Brian Briggs uh, moment, Christine. And this is my biggest recommendation for any other folks who are uh, listening and going or whatever. If you got a group a group of people going. Um, Yes, the uh, go to hot- the hotels that are there. But some of my favorite memories is when my district would send people. We did about four years of sending the contingency of folks, and when we would get a, a, an Airbnb house, and Next thing you know, we got about nine of us in this house, 
and we go back at the end of the day and you put your feet in the pool and you open up a, and you have a beverage and you sit there talking to the your, your district librarian and a fourth grade teacher and the high school science teacher and the deputy superintendent. And now you're just first names and you're just sharing the things that you saw. And even if it wasn't necessarily a, an actual takeaway from a thing, but it's mm-hmm. ideas that started mm-hmm. that that grew out of a thing. I mm-hmm. saw this one thing and you know what let me think? What if we went back to our place and oh my gosh and if we did this and and it just grows to to this day one of the uh, the principal at the uh we have two high schools in my district, and the other uh, the principal of the other high school uh, was a, f- a dear friend of mine, and we taught uh, together. And I took him to Q, and to this day, he still says what got him out of the classroom and really wanted to become an administrator was his spring Q trip. Our drive down in the van, our staying at the Airbnb, and us trying to be able to solve the world's problems with our feet in the pool told him, like, that's it. I need I need to get more of this and such. And so those are those, those un you can't write them down on yeah. my yeah. schedule like oh hey yeah. i want to get inspired and become an administrator i'll do that at 2:30 to 3 so it's just part of about the getting away to an amazing amazing place i have to say so that thank you for sharing that but also that is such a common story that i hear from people in my very you know short 6 months here is 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 that it's not just about what you learn in the traditional you know session environment but the experience of being together meeting new people hearing diverse perspectives and then coming yeah right like deep debriefing all of that coming back to your class or your district and being super pumped and inspired to implement what you learned to share it with those that weren't able to make it there and that's i think that's really the magic of these kinds of events is people think oh you're going to palm springs in march and you know yeah i yeah, am that's that's true but it it really is um valuable for not just those that attend but but then those that they work with to come back and bring bring all that energy and excitement back. I really feel like it's palpable. Uh, I'm part of my own professional association. And I honestly say I owe my career and my, you know, position now to the experiences I have had at these events, the, 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 the community I've developed and the friends I've made They're my closest friends now are people I met at a conference. Like, Oh, that's awesome. 10 years ago, you know? So that's really cool. That's great to hear. Okay, so that's great. That's the positive. What has been challenging? What, where do you think, where would, what do you think would allow us to continue to grow? And, you know, where's our, where's our grow moment? Um, Thinking about, you know, future generations of educators who are going to, you know, I I think things are changing, right? We're at this crazy time right now in ed tech. What, what should we be thinking about in the future? Is for conferences or the organization? For, for the, let's let's stick to the conference. stick to the conference. I know personally for me uh, at the district level, trying to get people to go. Um, the Palm Springs is again is that stretch. You know, for us yeah. in the Sacramento, it's hard to get into there, um, and then the cost of the hotels. So it, it's mm-hmm. a big it's a big price tag, and uh, to get people to go for that time. And, and again, I I appreciate that the conference went started to spill over on into a Saturday uh, where in the mm-hmm. past it was, it was Wednesday through th- uh, Friday. So um, mm-hmm. taking that time away from school. But again, I think a lot is just kind of like the bureaucracy was within school districts. And it's that time of year right now where this is a good time because we need to start spending down our budgets or it gets swept. Mm-hmm. This is the time to yeah. and, and unload it, but still it's, it's hard to sell. Yeah. 
it is. It's hard. It's a chicken and egg. I mentioned, I mentioned, Mike, you know, how great it was when I had a contingency. We haven't had my district hasn't sent somebody in, in quite some time. You know, a lot of those funds dried up. And I tried to – I talked to our assistant soup of ed services saying, hey, you know, it's great to send teachers. Uh, again, it's that that movement uh, fallen leader of the dancing the dancing guy. But I was trying to get, uh, I wanted to send all, at least one principal, one, uh, one admin from each of our school sites. Cause I think you get more movement when, you know, the, the leader at the school site believes in it. Uh, and it also long-term for Q, uh, it also opens door to bring people into the school to do trainings and from the local affiliates. So that I tried to do that. I'll probably try to push again next year. Um, maybe in the fall at a, it, mm -hmm. it depends on the desired location. So mm -hmm. it, it's a uh, fall queue will be in Sacramento this is that, year at the convention. Is that official? Here. Is it is that that's breaking news right Yay. here? Breaking news right here. On gotcha. I'm going to call Stockton and let him know. Sorry, Stockton. We did already have that awkward conversation. It's, it's not you. It's us. Okay. Um, but it's it'll be it's October four through six at the Sacramento Convention Center, and you'll you should see that um, published this week on the website and, and through socials. We're really excited about it. Um, but going back to your point about getting folks to Spring Q and all that, it, it's kind of one of those chicken and egg things, right? So you hold it in Palm Springs because everyone wants to go to Palm Springs, but then you have to defend going to a conference in Palm Springs. You hold in Stockton, you have amazing programming. Nobody comes because they're like, it's Stockton. So it's it's like that weird balance. But it does sound like maybe we could do a better job of like communicating the value afterwards, right? Like working, doing follow-up with people and then kind of generating that language around what was experienced and how that translates to better outcomes back or even like what ryan sharing his experience not even afterwards just people sharing their experience and doing like uh making like a two-minute commercial uh for yeah. it and then send it to uh leadership in school districts or the professional learning or professional development coordinators and and just uh directors that might be able to hey this sounds like something we want to go on so yeah yeah. Really I would great. say some of the, uh, the the struggles, my first ones, are ones that I don't think really are there as much. We had years that the Wi-Fi struggle, which has been really, which has been great uh, in recent years. And then it's always that weird spot with Palm Springs, the size. Yeah. You know, it was growing for so long. And then yeah. they then you guys had to go hotels outside the area and then people are like busing. And so, so you're ultimately limited to the size of of just that walking area and that's my biggest thing is i would say if you do end up growing you, you you can't really if you stay in palm springs get outside that because as soon as you started going to those other places um then it became too different like east coast west coast kind of a yeah, thing. yeah yeah I, I think those are all uh concerns that'll have to be evaluated in the future and we'll just have to decide do we keep it this small intimate conference of 4500 people which i wouldn't call small uh, do we want to grow right or do we keep it the way it is and if we do want to grow yeah i think outside of palm springs probably would have i mean I, I don't i don't see us going back to a model of busing people around town that is kind of a logistical nightmare and it, i think it, it changes the experience a little bit um but yeah it's all really good feedback Excellent. uh the internet yeah. i was recently chatting with the internet provider at the palm springs hotel and mm -hmm. i say chatting loosely because i was uh negotiating and that's a nice way of saying it because if you had a clue, well, Brian probably knows what we pay for internet there. It's 
it's extortion. But that's at every conference location, wherever you go, right? Like that's just the way it is. If you knew what we paid for a gallon of coffee, you would probably roll over. But um, they, in their sales pitch to me, they were like, oh, well, two or three years ago, because of Q, we invested significantly in our infrastructure. And it was all because of Q. I thought, oh, you did that altruistically, did you? <laughs> I'm sure you haven't made your money back on that one. <laughs> should, out of thanks, but, they should give us a discount. Yeah, yes. Well, they are this year. I'll tell you there that. You <laughs> but um, the I think that's a common it's a common challenge. I was at another EdTech conversa- conference a few months ago, and I was having internet issues. And I thought, you know, being new to EdTech, I was like, this is strange. This is the last place I would think I would have this problem. But mm-hmm. I think that's sort of a ubiquitous problem. But yeah, I I think uh, like you mentioned, getting there. Uh, if you look at a future place somewhere that's on the Southwest Air kind of out yeah. uh because again i think sacramento is going to be huge because you know Christi- we're all from the sacramento area uh and we know how e- easy it is to get from the airport to downtown it's a 15 minute uber yeah. so it's, yeah and fyi it's, it's, southwest flies to palm springs direct by once way. a day at twice <laughs> that's in and out once out, twice and I in. I tell you, uh, the numerous times Ryan and I drive down door to door, it's faster to drive than it is to fly. If you're oh, yeah. checking in, checking out, and finding a place, so yeah. yeah, that's yeah. I think we're we're pretty aware of what our challenges are around the hotels and the you know the bureaucracy that's just inherent with trying to get our wonderful leaders to support teachers, not only learning, but also networking and and all that peer-to-peer learning that takes place. But it sounds like, you know, the experience is really positive. So I, I, I'm happy. I always thought like the, the Q conference either way is kind of like, again, as I was, when I was a teacher, I was that little, that uh, one-off that likes tech and tries to do and everything, you know, I was in the Island of Misfit Toys uh, you know, off the side. and it was like, oh my God, we're all in the same. Everyone is there is from their own island of misfit toys, and it's like, oh my gosh, oh mm-hmm. yeah. So it's it's exciting, especially this conference. Yeah, I think I've always had a lot of admiration for teachers. Again, small experience working in the early education space. My grandmother was a teacher, so we talked a lot about that growing up. But teachers that go the extra mile that that learn about how they can innovate teaching with these tools, like that's extraordinary. And I have really enjoyed learning all about the, the excitement around it, the pitfalls, the challenges. It's, it's you guys, you all are a special, special group of people. And I think the next step too, like I mentioned, AI is the big thing, but I think in, it's everything, but I think AI plays in this as well too, is those special people, we we need, it feels like we were the hey this is fantastic you guys all got to try this this is the promise of the future and now and the people who we were trying to convince were just a little bit of laggard behind us a little bit mm-hmm. now that voice has changed of the oh dear god this is this is the end of us and how dangerous all of this is and so i think there's a there's a, a new resistance to innovation and technology and 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 changes to existing educational practices that I think that we need to 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 embrace more than ever because of all of these things because now 
I think a lot of us, like Brian was saying, in our islands, you go back to your islands, and and, and the people that I try to convince, and the, uh, I don't even try anymore because they are, they feel like, oh dear God, we're just going to go back to writing, and uh, we're going back to paper, and um, and I'm fine with that, but 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 the idea about just lock, trying to lock everything down and resist innovation, and so that's what I'm hoping that this this next wave of what we're doing is is really sort of a shift in terms of how we how we teach. And what those hours I'm look saying like. for me in my district, I'm trying to get the mindset that Chromebooks aren't just iReady machines. They're missing the point of so much creativity that you can students can be doing with their devices, not just sitting there for taking a test. It's just a test test taking machine, which is I'm trying to break it, but I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the reality is te- technology and these these new forms of technology are not going anywhere and students and educators will be using them, whether in their personal lives, whether on record, or off record. Right. So let's teach people how to use them responsibly and ethically and and, you know, be that voice that helps guide people. I think that's an important role that Q has to play. And even defining what the responsible and ethical even is mm-hmm. now, because it is, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the idea about, hey, it's unethical to cheat on your assignment. Is it unethical for me to have AI write your letter of recommendation when you ask me to get that for you? My, my thought is, again, if, if teachers are using AI, expect your students to use it also. So, I mean, it's just because, you, it, yes, like you said, the, the guidance has to be there, but don't don't say you can't use it but I'm going to create this unit lesson with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're and in the, the wild West of what those are, what those boundaries are. Or they're ethics. going to use it too. Uh, again, being very new to ed tech. I remember I have a, a 16 year old and I remember one day sitting at the dinner table and going, Cooper, did you know there are these tools out there that do that's all right. And he thought, he said, no mom, I did not know there were these types of technology out there and I have never used it ever. And I was like, Oh, like, I mean, it was like a light bulb moment for me as a parent, right? I mean, he probably knew about it well before I did. And, and when was this, when was that conversation roughly? It was about, it was right when I started with Q. So in the fall, mm-hmm. when I was rapidly learning about all this stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think if I'm being really honest, the second thing he said is, and no, mom, I did not know there's technology that helps catch if it's obvious that you're using these tools. And my husband and I looked it over like, oh my goodness, it was, it was, it was shocking. And so I think even more education for the parents, right? Like, I mean, I know we can't really get into that with what this, you know, what, what we're allowed to say to parents and all that. But for me as a parent, this has been an education about what's going on with these kids. They're smart. They figure it out. Yeah. We're just, we're, I mean, it was November of a year and a half ago. And so we're just not even a year and a half into this. And this last year has been. I mean, I'm looking at my photos from last year and like, oh boy, AI was still new. I mean, kids had, some of them dabbled with it and some of us teachers were using it, but now we are one year. It is radically different. My, my students, the conversations, like you're saying, it's the, of course, we're all using it. And the, and now they're, I had one kid tell me, she said, thanks to you, I'm graduating because you showed me, you're the first teacher to show us uh, AI. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know. And, 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 and it's not his defense, but it's been the, the, the teachers who are still assigning things the way that allows him to do it and right, right. what he needs to. Yeah, I always say AI is not new. AI maybe in education is new. We have a we've had a robot vacuum right for several years here, which 
quite literally drove itself into our fireplace the other day. And that was a whole thing. But, you know, so it's, it's, if this technology has been around, it's now just being sort of weaponized in education and it's going to continue to evolve rapidly, faster than we can keep up. So that's why it's so important. Conferences like you, organizations like you have a really important role to play, I think, in the future. That's why I like all these 19 sessions. Which one's I'm going to go to? I don't know. I'm excited. I know I, you're talking about growth in the future. And I know, mm-hmm. and again, like something I said was getting leaderships to go there. This, I'm not, I'm not putting you on the spot here, but I think I, I think I mentioned it to you before. Uh, back in the day, there used to be the conference lead three. Uh, Ryan and I, we presented that, didn't we? And then, I present, mm-hmm. yeah, I presented a few times. I thought it was great because it was it was with Sight or uh, Setpa at the time, and it was really mm-hmm. focused on leaders. So it got the principals in there. That's where Ryan and I. That's when we hung out with Sir Ken Robinson. Uh, we were mm-hmm. hanging out, just quick photo, yeah, uh, you know, just hanging out. But again, it's it's those people that are meeting uh, that you meet there also, and those are ones that can kind of move the needle at their in within their own mm-hmm. districts versus. The teachers are drinking the Kool-Aid. It's we need to get the mm-hmm. the admins to drink that Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah. For me as a leader of the organization, a, a huge priority for me in the next year, I'd say, is to explore collaborations with other like organizations that have where we have that sort of natural alignment and see what we can do together. Um, the nonprofit space can be inherently a little competitive, but already in my short time here. Um, organizations like Site very supportive of Q and interested in having those conversations and seeing what we can do to bet you know better serve our individual memberships together and how that helps. I think that collaboration is going to be really important in the future. Because yeah, with, especially with Site, we're we're doing the same thing just to two different audiences, and right. so and again, I I'm also in both of those worlds. So just that right. I, okay. Two different audiences, but also not right because there is so much overlap in our in our membership, um, and and luckily their leadership recognizes that as well and is really interested in those conversations and collaborations. Yeah, they're they're great. I love that. They're great. I know. I'm I'm a I'm a site fan girl. There you go. So, any other questions? <sighs> no. Uh, I mean, like on a personal level, I mean, what should I be afraid of? Uh, I know I'll get my steps in. I know. Uh, <laughs> you got to try Sherman's. I would say go to Sherman's, but don't go during the prime hours. I like when things Sherman. calm down a little bit, like I want to get to lunch. Sherman's the famous deli. You're like, oh, maybe go maybe get something at 11, 12 or one. You're like, no, a nice sandwich around three o'clock when like maybe not super busy. I you went know? to Sherman's uh, in January. It was. Oh, you did. Good. Did it, yeah. The, I like the place up the street. There's a breakfast place that has a Maryland, not, is it a Maryland? It's like flamingos out in front. It's a great place. But we, Ryan, what's that burger place we went to with Brent, the North area of the town? It, it was, we went back recently. We went back over the summer and the place did. Oh, exist. geez. It was gone. I, one thing I can recommend is again, I know you have the room there at the Renaissance. That is key just to, you know, you're going to have to just, ugh, just, yeah. It's a lot. I mean, for me, sometimes I have to go back to the room just to decompress for like 20 yeah. minutes and they go in for round two. So, yeah. 
Yeah, somebody somebody re recently said to me, uh, request a room by the elevators because that will add another ten minutes to your journey. <laughs> get your start endurance now. Get in your steps in now. Yeah, I did about a month ago. I got back on my Peloton. Go. <laughs> Got to be ready for this. <laughs> and then my last piece of advice is doing what I'm doing right now, which is boy. Uh, you know, like, how do I journal and keep track of my things? Actually, just taking photos, taking random photos of the most random things so you can go back and look at, and, and all of those will spark, hey, oh, boy, that way, that session, or this kind of what worked here, what didn't work there. And that'd be for everybody is use your camera to just take quick shots of the, yeah. you're in a session, yes, but also just random things as you go around, be able to help kind of I love uh, that, yeah. bring that back. Because you're going to, for those of you who are going, there's you're going to get a lot. And it is the sessions and it's the keynotes that will inspire you. But it's all those other things. You're just walking around. Around the vendor hall, you're walking around and you and, and you're bumping into somebody and hey, get a quick shot of their of their name badge so you can connect with them later though. So because there's going to be so much you don't want to be able to come back and people say how was the conference? And you're like oh boy it was a lot, and then you ultimately don't what do you really do don't do a whole bunch from it. So yeah, take photos. I really appreciate that. And the one last plug I want to say is that uh, we as staff at Q are really interested in, in feedback. Um, we want to be looking at the work we do critically always and, and pivoting and, and taking in, you know, exactly what is going to benefit for folks. So on site at Q, there will be a number of opportunities to participate in focus groups where we're going to have some of those honest conversations about what do you want to see in the future. We're also in the middle of uh, evaluating our call for speakers process to make sure that we're meeting the needs of, of people and, and it's not, you know, overwhelming because I think right now it might be a little overwhelming and we don't want that to be a barrier to entry. We want new voices. Um, there's going to be a big focus on coaching and mentorship in the next six months. How can we encourage folks from diverse backgrounds and, and people that maybe didn't think they were the right fit? How can we work with folks to get them to that place? Um, so that's something that's going to be really big in the next few months. And we already have right now an, an ask out um, uh, if you're interested in participating in that kind of call for speakers and speaker selection work group, please email me, cfeenstra at q.org. Um, we really, really want that feedback. Um, I, will, I, will be, I will be one of those ones emailing you. Oh, I'll be part of that I've heard it over the years. <laughs> Constantly. Good, good. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a big believer. Yes, but the process. Data, yeah. It's so important to me. And um, I really believe that the staff of Q, we're here to serve you all, right? Like we're in a service role. The membership here is really, your your needs are important to us. And so taking in that feedback, we, we can't please everyone. There's going to be lots of diverse opinions, but all of the input is really, really important as we kind of shape our processes in the future. Uh, I have one question for you before you leave. Okay. Yeah. So Ryan and I, we do this little thing called game night. And last year, oh, last year, I thought the music trivia slash, uh, if you guess the music song, right. Uh, the bonus points, you come up and karaoke it. What, what is your one karaoke song? What is your go-to? The Humpty dance. Okay. Digital underground. Oh yeah. I won't be at oh game. My night. goodness, look at that. <laughs> nice. Uh, there was there was uh, Greg with too many G's Eiler. Um, he did that one year, but he has a punk rock back background. So instead of oh. it, him and Brandon did, he brought his punk rock voice out. And I have video of it. I love that. 
Oh, yeah. That, your yeah. answer, Christine, it's the digital one, and you quickly followed it up with, and I won't be at game night. <laughs> well, I thought to myself, you know, it's your oh, first year. Maybe don't introduce your full personality. Maybe yeah. take that another year. But, yeah, that's my that's my. <laughs> okay. I, I might have to work that in somehow. Uh, oh, no. Good, oh, no. Good stuff. <laughs> I keep forgetting right. this is my boss on this podcast. I'm not the. I'm. I'm on the board. I'm on. <laughs> the board is my boss. Entire. I'm just a, only for a few. I'm months. just a lame duck. <laughs> you have short. You have short term syndrome. <laughs> Goes with my height. Hello. <laughs> but I'm um, short term syndrome. That's the only. Not, not a shit. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And Thanks, can't Christine. wait to see you. So great having that conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. And I will see you both in a few short weeks. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Christine. Bye-bye. There it is. All right. Well, that was exciting. That was fun. Nice. Yeah, a little get me got me excited look, looking at the uh, the conversations there, the photos from the past, and the the thoughts, and looking at these sessions and all that. Get me a little big, uh, excited about the uh, big picture. What, what, what could be big picture up? is I'm I'm really excited with Christine in the role. Um, I mean, coming in from that nonprofit, she gets it and she knows where to pivot and to move cue where it needs to be. So. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. it's I'm excited. I'm also bummed that I'm going to be coming off of the board and not going to be a part of that movement. But I'm just I'm glad that she's in the place. That's awesome. That's good. And for you, Brian, this is your final go round. This is the final go round at on the board. So, how long have you been now part of the Q organization at, on the board? Uh, this is our Lisa and I. This is our sixth sixth year. Six year, wow! So yeah, it's kind of crazy. So we we started again. We went through the whole pandemic. Um, you know, we started before that when our board meetings. We got to go travel and visit uh, affiliates, uh, and then all of a sudden we hit. You know, all our meetings are now on Zoom, and yeah, it, it's hard. It, we got so much done when you're meeting in person, but yeah. And so this is it. This is your swan song. Your final goodbye. That's your you're the, you're like uh, when Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was retiring and he went to, and everybody said goodbye to him in his final, remember those? Do you remember that at all? No, I'm not a Laker fan. I just, is that when he went to uh, be in the movie Airplane? Dragging him out of the No, <laughs> nice. Hey, so Brian, Brian mentioned this to me, guys, and he can't necessarily say it out, but, but if you see him, he would love for you to come up and give him a no. And also no. he would love, he also no. would love to be able to share a cocktail yes. with you. Um, at the and not afterwards during the event, he would love for you to have those fireball shots. And if you could just bring a fireball shot out and just say this, you run at him. And again, he's not going to say this because again, he's on the, the whatever. But you are the fireball before, champion. And, no. and he just said, and he wants you to go fireball, and he wants you to run at him, unscrew the top, and then like a crying baby in a cartoon when you just jab the fireball shot into him like a pacifier and that'll calm him <laughs> yeah. that's what he wants he wants to take a shot with you so if you take see him coffee. please for those of you who are driving if you're driving up and you're like hey we got to stop and get some gas i'm gonna go hey look if they, they, they got some of them fireball things we need to get brick six or seven of those <laughs> no that, that if you do it's for He's us safe. it's for the both of us it'll be in our 
It's it's for yes, the person giving it and receiving it is for the two no, people that have for, the bond. Uh, and I'll take a Ryan photo. And I, if Ryan, if you can It'll bring those little Coors Light cans, those little baby ones, those were those were the great ones. A, uh, I will I will be sure to get that. But if you see Brian, definitely let's no. let's no. let's make it no. this a conference to remember. No. Or for him, maybe not remember. That's what the photo. Hey, no, you know, I go to bed at nine. <laughs> That's why we got to find you during the day. You're yeah. gonna want to be like, let's get Brian. We'll see him afterwards. Like, no, you will not see him afterwards. No, um, he's gonna make a phone call and he will leave. Yeah. Oh, I gotta go. Sorry, I got I, real fast. I gotta tech, tech this uh, Wi-Fi issues, and he's gonna walk away, and then you won't see I him. I am again. good at that Irish exit. Yeah. So. You- All right, so you mentioned game night, Brian. Mentioned game night. Yes, it's going to be on Friday night from 7 to 9. 7 to 9. Are there – what games did you want to play? I think I'm I'm open for uh, I got one I would want I want to do and the other ones I have no real I'm I'm open. Okay. I'm I, open to if people in the community would love to be able to share Rebecca or whoever else yeah, is to listen at this moment um, would love to be able to share and say let's play something. My one request to tell me your thoughts about this one. It's one of my favorite TV shows, and I think we can make it happen. It's called Let's Make a Deal. So we're gonna need some prizes, and the whole premise of Let's Make a Deal is that we can ask them questions or whatever then if they answer them questions they get a congratulations you got this <laughs> or hold on i got a box would you want what's in the box instead and so we could have things for like you know q swag and vendor things and that kind of stuff and we can be able to um i say yes uh, play on people's yes. and we can throw some zonks in there yes. and things like that and it's hard well remember in the actual game show what's going to be hard to reproduce is there's always a donkey you know, it's there's always it's called a zonk. No, they're called the zonks. Actual zonk, technical term. There was always a donkey on set. The zonk. Oh, you want it? Yes. You need to get an ass. Oh, <laughs> let's see that donkey rentals. Donkey rentals. Palm Springs. Palm Springs. Keep yeah. talking. See, they have that, or I guess okay. we can go with a camel if needed. But yes, I say we go. We go for that. Uh, we do. Let's make a deal. Write it down. Let's. Last year again, I got to say. I thought the music trivia karaoke was pretty good. What do you think? Yes, that was fun. Uh, because again, it wasn't just one person singing. It ended up being the whole room singing. So um, the music trivia slash karaoke will stay. Is there any donkey rentals? Oh, hold on. Wait, yes. Hold on. His name is Beer Burrow. So he's got a, he, you could put things on him. He can have beers Fireball? with him. He, he's only he's whatever you want you can put on him it's only 400 bucks for for the first hour but we also pay have to pay for travel as well too and where, how far is the travel every additional hour is 200 perfect for weddings quinceaneras engagement parties q events what it had, it had q, q, q on there? there that's amazing it did it put q game night did, on there i yeah. didn't interesting did All i right. tell you what i we could potentially make this happen what i tried to do last year no i didn't tell you i tried to find ABBA impersonators to come to game night. You did mention that to me. We did have the ABBA guy come. How great would that be? Oh my goodness! So we got. Let's make a deal. Oh my goodness! All right. Music so trivia. okay, we got. Let's make a deal. What are your thoughts? And we have the one thought I th- that um, what I was thinking was kind of. I think I shared it to you. I I still have to flush out the idea, kind of to be like uh, Family Feud. You know, uh, top ten answers on the board. If we had someone in a hot seat. 
And then we ask the question, the, like a multiple choice, and they can't see the response. And they got to try to guess what the room is doing, uh, like their top response. So something, and we can have quizzes on the up on the big screen. That and so it would be like they got to try to guess the room. What do you think? Yes, I love I, that idea. Yeah, the idea that the answer, the instead of having an answer per se, the answer is what the room yes. Will say. I again, I liked the games like we did last year, the minute to win it, but it was just a lot to bring down. And it's a, it's a big management code part bringing all that. Stuff. Wait, you just said, get a, you said, get a donkey. Donkeys are easier than bringing so, pantyhose and ping pong balls. Oh yes. And this one we pay, we just have to pay for the travel costs. They'll, they'll deliver, deliver the donkey. donkey and hopefully pick it up after it's going to be hanging out by the pool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the minute to win it stuff is a it's, it, it's fun, fun to do, but there's a lot of the, when you have games that require a lot of stuff, yeah. You know, it makes it a little bit more challenging. So I'm sure. going to probably try to do like okay. the call it hot seat and find blinders so they can't see the screen at all <laughs> mm -hmm. and do that. Or Gotcha. You know what a, f a classic one is, too, is word behind. Like, you know, we do 100,000 pyramids. So the word behind and the person has to get in front of them saying, but but we all see the word. Um, <laughs> but we get the dental oh, mouth things. Yeah. <laughs> And there's like slobber coming all over. You put, and then it's just slobbering all over the place. <laughs> you're like, this is Hugh <laughs> And you're like, what? It's a flu. No, Hugh Hugh Game Night. You're like, yes. Okay. All right, let's add that one in and we'll bring bibs too. Let's go to Joe's Good. Crab Shack and get the let's get cracking bib. Yeah, those are. Fun. I did those. We did the, the the mouth thing at one of our school uh, fundraiser uh, talent show things, and it's just it's just a riot. And you think those things are like you can maybe talk with them? And you're like, no, there is no let's, chance. You can't close let's, your. Let's mouth. get mouthy. It's it's straight up disgusting too. And and if you see Brian Briggs and you have any of those leftover fireballs, his mouth is clearly open. You can go <laughs> run full speed and shoot the whole bottle right. right to his to his face hole they just bore it right is that we should is that the name of the game face hole we, we get those we get those like uh, you gotta change your gasoline we get those the the spigots what is it the funnel right and you're just getting your head and we're just bored <laughs> like we're rushing a fraternity in 1979 <laughs> This is terrible. No. Don't 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 record no, this. This one's going to be axed out. So, <laughs> uh. Uh. yes. What are we going to call it? Face, face hole. <laughs> face. <laughs> Words come out. Fireballs. <laughs> Let me write that down. All right. That'll get us started. Uh, good it's, stuff. That'll get us started. Yeah, that's seven, that's two hours right go. there. That works. Oh. Your thoughts? Are you listening on the drive up and you're like, oh, you guys need to play this or play that? Let yeah, us know. Let us know. Or if you have any trivia questions that we want to make multiple choice for, if we call it hot seat, uh, let us know. Or karaoke songs. Love it. What's your gem? Mm -hmm. So. Love it. All right. I'm excited, Mr. I am Briggs. too. This is fun stuff. I So, again, the name of our show. Check this out. Do, we, do you have any items? I have two items. We can do quick share. 
I got none. We already shared a whole bunch. You go, you want to save them to, for a future episode, or you want to get rid of them? Uh, I want to get rid of them because let's, let's do it. We'll probably I don't know when we're going to record again. And these are something I might bring to Spring Q. They give me give me your thoughts. Okay. okay? So in the chat, um, the first one it's called. If you go to playground.nex.nex.inc, you see the chat. I haven't even been in here. I don't look. Chat, everyone. Playground.next. Got it. Peppa Pig. Yes. So this is, it's that little, see that little cube underneath the TV? It's like the Nintendo Wii, mm-hmm. but you don't have any remotes at all. You just you use, use your, your hand, body. Your body? It scans your body. So we, wow. we were tested. We have one at work and we've been testing it out. So. Oh, you could do pop a shot with, yes. and you just yes. do your and form. And then, like, round one is just simple, but then the second, the hoop goes left and right. So then you have to shoot, like, ah, like that. So okay. there's a one fun one. It's, like, uh, it's 1v1. You get, there's two people up there, and, like, a, a cartoon picture comes up of, like, a tree. And then you and your partner has mm-hmm. five seconds to try to make that shape. And it says, oh, this person has, oh, this one got 75% of it and he got 32. And so it goes back and forth. So there's, a, there's one that's just a whole bunch of mini games. So uh, I was thinking about bringing that right. down. Mini games are just to this day, my favorite part of those Nintendos. We're just playing those yeah. mini games. Oh, totally. So. Uh, gotcha. All right. And that's called the next, next playground. NEX playground. So check that out. So that might be coming down. And then. The next item is called Artome. Artome. I shared this in that Voxer group. Uh, but again, Artome, if you bring that up, what this is, is uh, it's a it's like a case for a, a short throw projector uh, for your classroom. Really short, it's very short. Like throw. in your classroom, you can put it probably six inches from your wall uh, and it will shoot it up. But the cool thing about it is it has four speakers underneath it and it can get up to a hundred and I think you said 120 decibels in your classroom. So uh, they've partnered with um, they've partnered with uh, Epson. So they're Epson projectors. And so like, do you have Epson projectors? Uh, I have televisions. I don't have projectors. Some, yeah, but so, I know. Them. So yeah. some of the new Epson projectors, you can go Windows K on your laptop, and it can wirelessly project mm-hmm. from it. So you can do that from here. Uh, and then again, uh, the guy, the the company showed up. He's from Nor, I think Finland. He's from Finland. There is a company of five. He's moving out here. Uh, to San Francisco, and he stopped by with two of the cases. Uh, he one that's made for like your gymnasium or auditorium, um, and that one gets up to 160 decibels. And we were playing it; we were using them in our workroom with full light is on there, and we were blasting the audio. It was it was amazing. So uh, they did mention they did mention. Um, I could bring one of the demo units down before game night. So bring it yeah. down. Let's and then again, he said, I, I can't fit it in my car though. So I, I think, I think Frank's coming down in his SUV. So maybe I can ask him if we bring the demo down. Okay. To, he wants to put in his SUV. 
Because the guy had two of them in his SUV. He just laid it on its side. What's the cost on these things if somebody's interested in buying? Uh, so the the Artome S1, that's that one on there. That's going to be a new model that's designed for economically for the classroom for about $3,000. And that's ooh, with ooh, the projector ooh. and the audio and everything. I've been looking for uh, an audio solution for my high schools because they have something still running called a smart box on the side of their room that has a DVD and VCR combo inside and uh, you plug into the wall and then, yeah, it does all this where this here, you just plug your laptop into this box and you have audio. And I, I purchased one for our district. I, the art tome M 10 with the, uh, you get a lapel mic so you can walk around wirelessly and it'd be uh, voice amplification as well. So nice. Yeah. So all right. Art tome. And then uh, speaking of, uh, I would ahead. say Artome, when the, when the guy, one of the founders came out, he says, you know, you missed an opportunity. You could have called it R2 Me Too. So that's what we called ours. We're going to call ours R2 okay. Me Too instead of Artome. So what do you got? Well, you're, you're mentioning the, uh, the, the different angles and the projector kind of stuff. My dream purchase would be these things. Take a look in the chat there. These are these. Uh, I do sports stuff at my school. And oh, yes. see these uh, projectors or whatever. These are now basketball gyms. High schools I see are doing them where the projector, the floor is the screen, I guess, where this projector is now shooting on. So at timeout, the whole floor is lava or the your logos on there or the kids getting introduced starting point guard brian briggs and his picture shows up on the floor itself that is, it's just bonkers that is awesome i they did it at, how are they able to I do i don't this? understand it's just how many how many are there how many projectors the nba all-star had it in their skills competition and i don't know how they did it because they were running on top of it and it wasn't yeah it, yeah it it that's the part I don't get is that when you're on it, it still displays. So like, it sounds like the shadow. Thing? You're not breaking it or anything, which is uh -uh. is weird. I don't know. I don't get it, but it's amazing. This one I shared was for what? University of Indiana. Unless, unless it's not in person, it's only on your TV. I don't I don't know. No, because you know, when you watch Kings games, they have that little logo. Oh yeah. The, that's, that's yeah. For the back. So I don't know that. Let, you know what? We need to get one. There, Here it is. NBA unveils the state-of-the-art LED court at Lucas Stadium. An LED sports floor. So is it the floor itself? Here it is. How'd they do that? All right, I'm going to look into the LED floors. This stuff is just bonkers crazy. Oh, it looks like it's the floor itself. Yeah, it's not a projector. Changeable LED Holy gym cow. floor boundary lines for ASB glass floor. Oh, my oh that's gosh, crazy. yeah. Oh, that's insane. It's actually in the floor. Yeah. It's in the floor. It's not a projector. Oh, my god. Let's gosh. get it. Let's, Let's do it. it. You love spending <laughs> money. You're like, Mary, don't look at the credit card yeah. bill for at least two. Make that four yeah. months. <laughs> Just... Just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Gotcha. I, but, you know, better yet, just don't look yeah, at her. I'll take care of it from look here at on. I may be, exactly. next week I may be out of a kidney, but don't worry about it. I'll be fine. Exactly. We're like ramen. Ramen for dinner tonight. Yeah, next month, ramen. 
Uh, hey, good stuff, man. It was fun it recording. Was good again. stuff, definitely. So, yeah, less than a month. Less than a month. I'll see you on the road to Palm Springs. You right? Gotcha. That'll be fun. So, okay. Till next time, you need to check, check this out. This out. <laughs>